Morning, Buzz. Yeah, good morning, guys. I was there last night, Laurie, and saw you march out with the other great athletes who have played there. Um, very proud moment, mate, and it certainly is a great stadium. It's a fantastic facility, isn't it, Buzz? And it looked good with, what, 28,000, 30,000 people there last night, but I can only imagine what it's going to be like for this game on Friday, and it's a clash we're all looking forward to, the, the Roosters yeah. taking on South. It'll be, it'll be magic. Yeah, I was thinking, I was watching Guy Sebastian Baker boy, and I think, God, I wish I could fast forward seven nights or five nights. <laughs> I'm hanging out for that game so much. It'll be a great night next uh, Friday night. Uh, you've written extensively about uh, Nelson Asofa Solomona. Gee, there's been some fallout to that epic game on Friday night, the Roosters meeting the Storm 18 to 14 buzz. Yeah, look, and the word you used, epic, is 100% right, and the intensity of the game was like a state of origin match. And look, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was um, the most incredible game of rugby league between two sides who were desperate for two competition points. But um, you guys, I presume, have seen that photo on the back page of the Telegraph today. And, and Nelson Sofa Solomona coming down on so hard on Joseph Suwali with his elbow. And um, look, the NRL, I think, and I, I spoke to Martin Lang yesterday, the former Sharks, um, Penrith and Queensland Maroons front rower, who is a really, really intelligent fella who has studied neurosciences and conducting research into brain injuries from contact sport. And he raised a really interesting point that the fact that players like Asofa Solomona are repeat offenders, has been found guilty of foul play 10 times in the last three years, but keeps getting away with fines. Martin Lang is of the opinion that there will be litigation on a grand scale, that it's a legal time bomb, that further down the track, a good lawyer will get hold of a player who is suffering from the after effects of concussion and point out that there was not a duty of care while he was playing football and that players were continually allowed to get away with this sort of foul play. Now, I don't want to be an alarmist, but all the statistics are there. This guy, Asosa Solomona, um, he was fined $3,000 for that shot. It was a disgraceful shot on Suwali. He was on the ground. There was another incident in the game that he escaped. He kneed Joey Manu in the head in the tackle. There are incidents throughout that game. Cameron Munster. Can someone please explain why he got a warning letter, a concerning act letter, for a clear elbow to the head of Sam Walker? Why video has emerged today of Kafusi doing a hip drop on Takiaho? No action whatsoever. And I just thought, and then Lindsay Collins gets four weeks for one. The inconsistency is just extraordinary. And I agree with Martin Lang that down the track, I'm not saying it's going to happen the next year, the next two years, but down the track, the NRL is leaving itself open to legal action. And I used to cover judiciaries every week. Phillip Street, the old New South Wales Rugby League, and I can assure you, if any player walked in with the rap sheet that the Sofa Solomona has, 
for a tackle like he did on Suwali and for the noose to the head on Manu, he would be facing multiple weeks on the sidelines, not a pathetic $3,000 fine. Can I ask then, Buzz, why aren't they taking stronger action? Mm. Laurie, I have absolutely Mm. no idea. They were supposed to do a review of the match review committee and the judiciary process in the last off-season. But nothing has changed. Now, look, we all loved that game, didn't we? I I did, Buzz. I I love the fact that both um, Hargreaves and... Big Nelson went hard, at, went hard at each yeah. other. I, I did. Yeah. There's some acts in that game that you, you know, were questionable, and you, and you go, "Oh, that's that's crossing the line." But generally speaking, I because lo- we don't see enough of. Well, don't see enough of it in my mind. Oh, absolutely. Just, what uh, would you rather watch? Oh, but, all, you know, the Sharks Canterbury game was horrible. You know, the, the, you you. you that was like a fourth origin game. Yeah. It was sensate. But, Laurie, you've got to get the cheap shot foul play out of the game. And this guy has a long history of it. So if you're going to put Collins out for four weeks for a hip drop, which I think had no intent whatsoever, absolutely no intent to hurt the player. Mm. And then you got this guy who... Suwali is the pin-up plays teenager. I know he's big enough and strong enough to look after himself, but these tackles have to be rubbed out of the game. These are blatant acts of foul play. And they do, you and me are, are rusted on rugby league fans, and we always will be, and we've seen this sort. But if you want to get a new audience, tell me about the growth in television this year on Channel 9 Free to Wear. There's been none. You know, if you want to attract new people to the game, you've got to rub this sort of crap out of it. And it's unacceptable, his behaviour on a football field. And I think most of your listeners will agree with what I'm saying. As much as they love that game, there was no place in rugby league for what we saw the other night in a couple of instances. Yeah, well, no one likes any cheap What do you think about Cameron Munster getting a warning letter? Uh, I'm just trying to go back through my mind. I, I remember there was an incident at the time I looked... I, I remember saying at the time, oh, jeez, what did he do there? I, I, he wasn't even fine. He wasn't fine for that, yeah. He got a concerning act letter. Yeah, he went to get up to play the ball, did he? Or he yeah, was on top of him, he? to get up to play the ball yeah. dropped his elbow. Elbow and Walker. Yeah, no, nah, well, that's unacceptable. That's that's unacceptable. What do you think, Meadow and Clarkie? I didn't see it. I, I didn't. I didn't watch any footy over the weekend, so I haven't. I want. I'd like to. Smitto's just trying. The, to the only thing I would say, Buzz, computer. is is um, I, I, we well, not that we need to be careful. You need to get rid of those grubby acts. But I think if we look at a lot of games, and if we look at that one in particular, and if we start pointing out what Melbourne done, I reckon Melbourne would have a dossier on some of the Roosters players what they did in that game as well. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. That, they, they would, Buzz. You know how it works. That was a little yeah, cheap Don't worry. Shot Mel, Mel, yeah, it was a cheap shot from Munster, and he should Definitely. have done it. But I reckon Melbourne will come out with their own this week and say, well, hang on, you're yeah, pointing, the, you're pointing yeah. the finger at us. Here should, is an example. Should that be more than a penalty, though? Like, do you think he should be fined or suspended for that? I'm just looking at the footage now in front of me, Buzz. Do you, do you think Munster should be suspended for that? To me, that is a cheap shot, but it should be a penalty and play on. I reckon, I actually feel like, and I get the whole concussion thing, but I actually think we're, 
I don't, it's not we're getting soft. I'm not saying that, but I feel like yeah. we're we're whinging about. Yeah. He, he like, didn't need to do it, Munster. No, he, he it's a hundred percent cheap shot and should yeah. be penalised. Yeah. But I don't think he should be fined or suspended for it. Yeah, but what you guys, you guys that know of the dementia and, and former football players, surely that that what I'm staring at right now, Buzz, that is not causing concussion or brain damage to anyone. That's like me having a fight with my sister. In the lounge room. Oh, Sparky, please. Mate, that is nothing. The on the back page. You got the telegraph. No, yeah. okay, yeah. hang on. Please, please hear what I'm saying. I'm looking at the footage of Cameron Munster elbowing Walker. Walker. What I'm staring at right now, that's having a fight with my sister in the lounge room. Is it? That is not causing brain damage or concussion, in my opinion. Well, I'll tell you what concerns me, and I've defended Melbourne all my life because everyone gets stuck in, and I've had so many blues on the NRL 360 about this, that every club wrestles. And Melbourne Storm, while they might have been the first and the best at it, uh, I think they're generally picked on. But when you get a game like the other night, and you've got two Nelson the Sofa Solomona incidents, okay, um, the first on Suwali, the second on Joey Manu, then you've got Cameron Munster dropping the elbow on Sam Walker while he was on the ground. And then you've got the Kafusi hip drop that wasn't penalised or came under no scrutiny whatsoever. There's four incidents in one game that, that has not led to a week's pen. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And then you get Paul Lindsay Collins, right? He's mm. gone for four weeks for an accidental, came in on the back, mm. hip drop. Yeah, that's yeah, we, we said we, we said that this morning Definitely about Lindsay Collins. We didn't think that deserved four week penalty, and obviously they've taken into consideration the fact that Eisenhuth could be out for a long period of time, which leads us to the other, you know, argument too, Buzz, about these hip drop tackles. How, I, don't, I don't know how do you get rid of them. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know how we come up I, with. Look, players have just got to learn to avoid, you know, going in as the third player and getting it wrong. That's that the way you get rid of it. And, look, I'm not blowing up about any penalty for um, or, or any suspension for hip-drop tackles, but I just want these other blatant acts of foul play and players like Kafusi rubbed out if they're going to do it once or twice in a game. He's had 10 charges, found guilty of 10 charges in the last three years. And you know what? I'm not even talking about the ones he got away with, Clarkey. Uh, well, don't, mate, I, I'm talking about the Cameron, I told you, I didn't watch one yeah. bit of rugby league over the weekend. I've just looked at the footage of Cameron Munster. That is the only thing I have made comment on. Kafusi, yeah. mate, if there's ten, if, he, if he's done it 10 times, then suspend him. I'm cool with that. That's in the for Solomon and not... Uh, sorry, yeah, well, then I'm, suspend him, I agree. Rub him out for four weeks, if that's the case. If it, yeah, I, I, you don't want to thug in the game. I agree with that. I'm looking at the Cameron Munster incident and I'm saying, mate, that is a penalty. Play on. In my opinion. Okay, well, let's do it. In every tackle, let's allow elbows to the head. Okay, and you'll get penalised. Every time you get up to play the ball, Clark, you can drop an elbow. Nah, and you'll get penalised every time. What do we think of the Nelson one, though? I think the Nelson one's pretty bad. I think it's a lot different yeah. to the Munster one. Yeah. Mate. Well, oh. why, can't, why can't you do it every tackle then? Well, you can, but you you'll be penalised every tackle. I, I, 
this morning, Buzz, my my honest opinion, I think you've got beef on with Melbourne at the moment as well. I, I think Loz is right. If you look, if Melbourne can come out right now and say, hang on, here's five incidents where the Roosters have done similar things that you're not talking about. I think you've got your beef on with Melbourne this morning. What incidents are you talking about? I don't know. I, Buzz, let me say it for the third time. I did not yeah. watch any football yeah. over the weekend. Yeah, right. I know you've got that social life of yours. <laughs> Mate, I went to a wedding. <laughs> oh, wedding? So, Not his own. No. <laughs> on this occasion, it wasn't mine. <laughs> uh, let's move to Friday night. What an occasion it's going to be, as we mentioned off the top, buzz at Allianz. And Damien Cook might get a reprieve and be available based on, well, a change in government rules this week. Yeah, no, that's right. It's a, a terrific story. And look, I hope Damien Cook's doing well this morning. Um, he came down with COVID. He, he failed a, uh, a test on Saturday, and um, which obviously ruled him out of the game against the Cowboys. So they still managed to get up and win. But normally that would uh, rule him out of this Friday night game. But both the federal and state governments are talking about changing the COVID rules this week where you only have to spend five days in isolation rather than seven. I don't think this will be determined until Wednesday, though. And South obviously have to pick a team and, and put it, give it to the NRL on Tuesday. So I presume we'll see Damien Cook's name somewhere. They might put him in Jersey 21 or whatever, um, hoping that that, law, that rule does get changed. Otherwise, he'll be watching the game from home and still in isolation. Yeah, it, as I said to Laurie at the start, it's going to be a wonderful night um, with these two great clubs um, opposing each other, the hatred there, the, the history of 100 years of feuds. Um, I guess there's an opportunity for both coaches to rest players because it's more than likely they'll be playing against each other the week after. I spoke to the Roosters about this yesterday, resting players. And look, obviously, Victor Radley, after that horrible, horrible knockout from the accident, you know, he put his head in the wrong spot in the Jesse Bromwich tackle. Um, he'll obviously be rested. Um, Daniel Tupu's obviously got the groin injury and be unfit. But I think the Roosters just want to win, even though um, it's not going to affect their finals position all that much. And I think South just because of the feeling between the two clubs and to get a sort of competitive advantage for the following week, we'll want to win as well. So it'll still be a great game of football. But speaking of the head knocks, what can we expect from Kalen Ponga in the off-season? And will he play in the World Cup? Yeah, an interesting yarn here. Um, look, he is available to play for Australia. And Mal Meninga will as all kangaroo coaches do for long of England, will want to take utility players. Now, he's got to play fullback with Tedesco and Luttrell around, but he can play in the halves. I am getting whispers, and Laurie, I don't want to put you in an awkward position because you're an Australian selector, but I'm getting whispers from Mouse Camp that they haven't, uh, looked at the toilet cubicle incident where he was out drinking while he was suffering uh, the after effects of head injuries, drinking while he was supposed to be in rehab in Newcastle. I don't think that's the sort of player that Mal wants to take to England, especially when you line him up against 
a very similar sort of utility player in Nico Hines at Cronulla, who is a very good chance, I think, of the Dally M Awards this year. Nico can play as many positions as Ponga, but he has proven this year to be the most wonderful ambassador on the field, off the field. Um, on the field, he's, as I said, he's a chance winning. So I think even if Ponga had the match fitness, which he doesn't, I still think Nico Hines would be preferred to him because he's done better off the field. What are Manly going to do in the off-season, Buzz? Obviously pray that Tommy's right to play next season. Yeah, yeah, I saw Tommy there. He was at the opening of the stadium last night. And, um, look, he's um, he, he'll make a huge difference. You know, the, the, the statistics are there. Manly only uh, win... Um, when he's not playing, they only win 35% of their games and they, they desperately need him back, not just as a footballer, but he's the sort of person who might be able to help fix the very obvious fractures that are there at Manly at the moment. They're, they're playing with no spirit whatsoever and the season can't finish quick enough for them. I think, though, that Des Hasler's job is safe. I've spoken to some um, pretty powerful people at Manly in recent days and they want to give Des another chance next year. They they will uh, have a long chat with him over the off-season, though, about the situation, about his high-performance staff, about his assistant coaches, and I think you will see some uh, changes happening there. The other thing is, and look, I had a look at it yesterday, and I'm thinking, you know, why? We look at the recruitment of all clubs in the NRL and... Um, you look at Manly, and I've just found so many good players that they've let go over the last four or five years. You start with Clint Gutherson, right? He left in 2017. Look what he's doing at Para. What about Sean Lay letting go in 2019? I know everyone has salary cap pressure. I don't think there's a better edge forward in the game at the moment on form. Another kangaroo chance. He was at Manly. What about Appy Coruscant? Arguably the you know, the best hooker mm. in the comp this year with Harry Grant. They let him go. What about, you know, in the 2018 Holden Cup side, they had Nico Hines. They let him go to Melbourne, then to Cronulla. They had Jesse Romian in the Holden Cup. So, look, the, the recruitment stops with the coaches. And, look, Trent Barrett was there at the time when a lot of this happened. And even prior to Trent Barrett, I think, in 2017, when had left and... Look, they're lucky they've had Scott Fulton there who's, you know, brought in some of the boys from Westfield Sports High at West. But uh, it's an area that Manly need to be on top of. There's some great players they've lost. Have to leave it there, Buzz. Thanks so much. Yeah, good on you guys. Thank you. Cheers.